Welcome back everyone to Articast number 114, sponsored by Drumstick. Today we have Ed, get it, squashy. <laughs> look at the size of those arms, man. You just every every time. Yeah, I you... can't not. Look, look, right, come on. You, you would turn up at Muscle Beach and you'd be one of the guys that's sitting there trying to take some photos of all the big guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I just got a pump before I came. Yeah, there, well so. that's it, yeah, yeah. That's why. This is actually when, in a direction I didn't intend to be where we are. Um, the last yeah, episode we filmed on Monday, uh, this is going live Friday of the Highland Show, so Ed and I will both be sober. Um, yeah. Yeah, is that fair? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you do bump into Ed over the weekend, I'm sure. You haven't. Please <laughs> tag Rudolph to Kitchen and any photos you find with the new co-host because I would love to see that. All I'm going to see for the next few days over at the Highland Showtime is... Uh, if you want to be reported, that's probably a good way to go about it. Oh, true, actually, yeah. Yeah, maybe not the best. We're sort of selling ourselves down here, aren't ta- we? Ta- tag my, um, my personal one. That'll be... Please. That, that, you can't do any please. damage. Please, please, please. That would be amazing. You can't do any damage that way. <laughs> So, um, on Monday, we had SEYFC. If I forget people that were on it, I'm really sorry. We had Jane and Ali, so the current, or the new, I guess, national uh, chair and national vice chair of SEYFC. Um, we then had the finance chair, the comms and marketing chair, the development and wellbeing chair, and the competitions and events chair, as well as the comms and marketing vice chair and my good self having a chat mm. about <laughs> I know, I'm a big team person now. <laughs> um, How long did that take you? What to get to? <laughs> from joining or from what? From joining the whole organisation. Eleven and a half National months. West, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. But it is what it is, so we're going to go with it. I think it's a great thing. It's pretty mad, isn't it? Yeah. It is get in, get it done, easy. get out. I don't want to get it done, man. I'm having a good time. But anyway, what we were doing there was we we're just sort of looking at how SEYFC at a national level has changed. Previously, there used to be a national council. Now we've moved towards six um, six sort of committees aimed at having a particular focus on those specific topics themselves. So, Agri and Rural Affairs, uh, International, Comms and Market and Development and Wellbeing, uh, Competitions and Events, and who have I not said? Uh, development and Wellbeing, uh, Finance. Um, and then your chair and vice chair, as well as your regional chairs as well. If you're out with young farmers, this means nothing to you. To me, six weeks ago, this meant nothing to me. Um, But it's really quite a cool way of bringing everyone together from across the country and seeing what's happening. So if you're interested in SAYFC, um, maybe you want to join a club, go watch that episode there, see what we offer. And then maybe you're part of SAYFC, like for example, Ed here, ex-chair of Lower Nith, um, and maybe looking to get involved at that national and regional level. It should be a good one to listen to. Um, those watching on YouTube see Ed saying, yes, I will do that. I want to be national chair one day. Um, the next episode coming out, uh, which will be the day after Highland, so Monday, is uh, going to be Ross McKelvey. So you'll see Ed and I there again. That's going to be an all-in episode. Ross had, it wasn't trials. He actually played for Celtic at a low level, didn't he? It wasn't trials in terms of Yeah, it was, uh, what was it, 14s? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, just sort of always loved sport. Obviously played at a high level in football. I don't know if he was playing himself down in his rugby ability or if genuinely he was like a 
a decent player in a bloody good team, but played that pretty high level as well. There is some pretty good schools in Glasgow. Is that like a thing that can happen? You yeah, can yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it was a pretty good school. Yeah. I don't know what he didn't mention the school. Yeah, it was, it was Belmont Academy in here, but he, he was air based. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, it could have been. Yeah, yeah. and uh, on his basically his first day or first week anyway at high school, his um, PE teacher won competed in volleyball for Scotland and won just like volleyball. They saw Ross looking like a tree because he's about six foot six and they thought, get you involved and now he is uh, competing at an international level. Uh, there's sort of three levels of, of volleyball, um, elite, challengers and futures. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Ross is in futures, sort of trying to hit into that challengers level and his partner sort of in challengers trying to hit into elite. So really cool discussion. Um, that's that's what's coming up on Monday. What our episode tonight is is this man here. Um, he was reluctant at first. Yeah, but uh, I'm quite glad we're doing it because if you watch episode 100, I'm wearing the exact same T-shirt because I have about four clothes. Um, and uh, the the aim of that hundred was to introduce this all-in podcast we've had and sort of have a bit of a chat about the fact we've done 100 episodes. Nuts to think 15 since then. That's mad. <laughs> you want some stamina. I don't know how you're pumping these out these days. <laughs> Just I've been a part of about content. four. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that, we sort of, I kind of wanted to do myself as a guest, but I also wanted to introduce Ed, but it was probably just about 10 minutes, so I'd probably like to get a wee bit more out of yourself. Um, <clears throat> we went into a lot that day, but just go into a wee bit more depth. So what we'll do is uh, Mr. Edward Martin, Tell us a bit about your background. What was a young Ed wanting to do? Young Ed. Uh, a young Ed. I, uh, through primary school, to be fair, I probably, uh, like, I was always kicking about the farm. I've always been interested in the farm. Like, me and my brother had the wee toy tractors. We were always doing some it. Farming simulator was a big one. Oh, really? Us. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, we were was big it. Yeah. Oh, four. Sorry. Yeah. 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 A millennial. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're really born after two thousand. Two thousand one, mate. You've never done the maths. I'm twenty one, and it's twenty twenty three. Yeah, but every time you say you're twenty one, I go home thinking, right, it's twenty (laughs) five. It doesn't work in my head. It's mad to me. Sorry. Yeah. Two thousand one. Yeah. Farming simulator. Back to farms. I want to jump onto that bit. Uh, I do. No, not at all. I don't. Uh, I barely watch TV. Never mind playing video games. It's pretty. I haven't played it in years, but I I follow a guy on TikTok called Artemis Prime, and uh, I thought he'd made this drone video, right? And I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And I was like, "Oh, it's far simpler." Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like really cool. Really I stuff, the stuff you can do in it now is mad to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was fairly into it, and uh, I just like. I didn't like the tree part because that was a big part. It got into a big part of Farming Simulator, like all the forestry. And um, I was just like, I just want to buy the cows. Would you just do cows? Just wanted to, well, no, you had to kind of, you always started off as an arable farm. You had to grow the crops, then make the money to then be able to buy the parlor. And, That's right, yeah. And then, then you could buy the cows. So you needed a pretty big arable enterprise to then get into the dairy and, but I just wanted to milk the cows, feed the cows, and then milk the cows. I'm noticing the difference between you and I play Farming Simulator. I'd give myself like a million dollars 
Oh no, I had to build. I put it on hard, <laughs> and I built that. up. I put about three hundred hours into one map. Oh my god, really? Um, I, I kind of want to delve into that map and see what a, a four-year-old Ed was thinking about farming. Not trees, that's for sure. It, no, no. I mean, trees are great. Don't get me wrong. Trees are great. I've got a question but, about you. And, minute, oh yeah. God. Um, I just, I didn't. Yeah, I just didn't really want to be farming the trees online anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I just wanted to get into the, but once I'd started milking the cows and it's just, it got bored after a while because it was making that much money that it's like, yeah. Oh, still farming simulator. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> We've managed to get quite a bit, like five minutes out of farming simulator. Here. Yeah. I did not expect that. So I'm going to ask you a question before we sort of get into when you actually really got into farming and whatnot. Trees, right? At the minute we are in a world where <clears throat> We've probably seen a future of carbon credits and all that sort of stuff. What's your opinion on, now it's, it's dwindled somewhat at the minute, but buying arable grounds, grounds like this, to put into trees to hit targets for, for tree count? I think there's um, plenty of other ground that is not anywhere near as profitable as arable ground um, that is not being used for trees yet that could be used first. If you still get to a point where you've used all the kind of grade three land and that's all in trees or windmills, um, and then there's then you're still needing to increase tree numbers, yeah, you might, but I think we need to focus on making bit utilizing um, that grade three kind of ground first mm -hmm. before before going on to kind of horrible type of ground. Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's like when we look at trees and, and the, the push towards trees is arguably more more profitable now than arable ground because of, well, not currently, but if we move into mm. a carbon credit thing where, I don't know, I've said it on a podcast a few times, like this idea that someone like, someone like Jeff Bezos or whoever has, has this business, right? And it has no trees grand. So the carbon output is high, yeah. And they then buy this plantation of trees that's already in trees. Nothing got better. You know, the world hasn't benefited. The only thing that's yeah, benefited that business. I agree. It's a really worrying prospect. But yeah, I just just you know, hatred towards farming simulator trees. Yes, <laughs> make that, that clear. Farming simulator trees, no. <laughs> um, no. So I... like, let's let's take it back to that stage. Let's forget farming simulator as a youngster. I mean, as a youngster, farming was not for me. Um, was it always something you're like, oh, I can see this being somewhere? But you're not thinking that way. But like when the teachers asked, you know, what job you were older? It was never anything else. Was it not? No. Ever? There always was the cattle side. There was like maybe an idea for a few years of a vet. And then I was like, is that worth my time? Like yeah. the years of school, like I think it'd be awesome uh, being a vet. But the years of school for me when I had such a great opportunity kind yeah. of coming on here I don't think it would have and I think now looking back like um I've definitely made the right decision right it. um yeah I love having my own place that I work with you know it's, it's quite interesting I think you know, were having a laugh <coughs> at the start that like you're 21 and I just refuse to believe it it's not just me like being <laughs> I want you to be older. Like it sounds like a weird way to say that, but 
the, the, the probably the big thing is how passionate you are and i genuinely mean that like we would go to we would go to like concert practice which is probably when you and i started to get to know each other quite well yeah. and like I've, I've seen people love their job I, I would say i'm one of them there's a lot of people that are lucky enough out there but you'd like oh i love the cows right and i'd take the piss and then suddenly i'd be like oh no no wait you this is all you care about and you talk mm. well rugby but that and rugby. Cows and rugby. Yeah. yeah, man, that's it. And you would talk about it. And it wasn't just like, I love cows. You'd then be like, well, it's just see the figures. <laughs> like you, it's, you're so passionate about it. And that's probably why I don't accept that you're 21. <laughs> because you really are. But there's, there's, um, there's two of you here. Well, that's not true. There's two sons here. You, you and Tom here. Um, was the plan... I can't, plan seems severe at that age, but... Did it always seem like you two were go- both going to be here? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> actually just on the cows, it's quite a funny story, first of all. Um, so I ended up in the pub on Saturday, shop. Not at first. Um, it was Wallace's fault, actually. Um, was it? Well, no, yeah. in fairness, just <laughs> confirm, it was my fault because I felt a He was dying. Yeah. He's really soft. I'm not good was- with the heat. <laughs> yeah, he, he almost had to cancel the day. He was crawling in the door. Was, honestly, it's pretty much what happened. Uh, but but for no reason, it was just too hot. Because I am a chubby, chubby man, Ed, mm. right? And it is a warm world out there, right? It now. is a warm world. Um, it was sure 42 we'll get onto in my car yeah, that's when bad. I get in the car. Pretty sure your thermostat's broke. No, 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 no. No, like the second I opened the windows, drove yeah. under the speed limit. It went down to 31. But fair. I, I genuinely thought I might have accidentally cooked my eggs when I sat them down. Like it was, it was <laughs> painfully warm. Like. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> so the, like, I was seeing a boy that I've uh, not seen in a while, and uh, he's got a dairy farm over at Castle Douglas Way, and uh, me and my mate were speaking to him, and then we just started talking about cows, and then we were going for about 20 minutes, and my other mate, that, that, like, he is a farmer, but he obviously doesn't, go to depth about cows and he was just gonna listen to it and he went i'm not gonna be rude but i can contribute nothing here and we were just throwing numbers at each other it was a bit like and i could have done that all night i'm not surprised um, yeah it was great and there's not many people that could so. do you know do you know that meme it's the guy talking to a girl in a red dress in an edinburgh club and she's like just yeah. can't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> like the guy's like, yes, yes, do you want to hear my cows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> that's me. That, that is me. That is me. I swear to God, the light bulb goes off with like two people in every thousand. <laughs> it is worth it. It's the best night ever. So uh, the kind of plan, I think once, um, so the growth over like the whole business has been, has been fairly rapid. Uh, my dad, my mum and dad bought uh, the farm that, we started at Horse Home in, I'm going to get this wrong, but it's roughly 2000. Okay. So they bought that in 2000. That was about 180 acres. And then in two, it could have been 99. I'm so wrong. It's 97. It was 97 yeah. because it was the year before Tom was born. He was born in 98. And then in 2002, they then took on two more farms to rent them. Mm-hmm. Um, one was right next door and one's actually right next door to where I am today. Uh, and then in 2011, we bought the farm I'm on now. Um, and it used to be a dairy, uh, 
but we got a photo when we bought the farm of the guy. It was actually up there right. when we came in. And uh, it has in the corner 1960, right? Yeah. And the sheds were exactly the same as back then. Oh, in 2011? Yes. Which I assume is not what we're looking at in this window. Not at all, I was no. going to say that seems unlikely. Right, no. that's really cool. Um, really? He just, like, they built, like, a state-of-the-art top-of-the-range top dairy for 1960 yeah. and milked in it for, like, four <clears> years. <throat> and then he just didn't have anyone coming on and he stopped milking a few years before that right. and just slowly phased out. And did that parlour still work? No, he ripped it all out. Right, like, okay, yeah. um, but it was buyers. Yeah, so course, you had yeah, like yeah. 50, 60,000 buyers, um, which would be a really big dairy back then. Yeah, it would be. Um, and then slowly over the years, we built the first couple of sheds, which are now our cow sheds, but like we just had beef cows then. And uh, we actually had quite a lot of beef cows compared to what we have now. Then, and we, uh, and then once my dad probably realised, once me and Tom both got into agricultural college, that he he knew for sure we were quite happy with um, coming home and this is what we wanted to do. Uh, and then he kind of threw the idea out in about 2017 about putting on a dairy. He thought there's a market for it and it's the best way to make money. This farm is pretty perfect for it. Oh, it is, yeah. Um, this is what this type of farm was built for. So that was, I think that was always his dream. He milked cows um, growing up. Um, so, so just confirm, someone else. your old man had only ever, when it was his farm, had beef? Yes, yeah. up, up to 2019, yeah. Um, but I think that was what he did um, in his early years. He milked cows for other people, and I think that's probably always been something that he's wanted to do. But he obviously wouldn't have done it unless we wanted to get into it. So the only reason that became a thing that he did was because yourself and Tom were ready to get involved. Yeah, so he, he threw the idea out there. And then I got a job relief milking at the Crichton after my... It was basically at the end of my first year at college doing the NC mm -hmm. uh, in agriculture at the Barony. Um, and then I did that for seven or eight months and he kind of wanted me to go out and get experience milking and know that I was quite happy doing that yeah, and yeah. um yeah I was if I could get through that and I was quite all right with doing them milking so I'm yeah definitely quite happy so, so to you, do it in the future yourself and Tom from just before when Tom was born so both your whole lives mm -hmm. beefs what's been here how, how did you take that what do you think about going to the AD discussion five years ago, six years ago? It, it's maybe a bit different for me because I feel now it's like all I've known. Like because we we started the dairy here in twenty in September twenty nineteen. I left college. I finished my HNC in May of twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. So and pretty much that summer was obviously just building this. So it was fairly flat out that way. So what, the whole time I've been heavily invested in it, we have been dairy farming, and yeah. that has been my main focus. But Tom's probably pretty different because he still now he focuses on the beef cows. We've still got about 120 beef cows, mm -hmm. and uh, we do grow um, about 100 
acres of crop. So um, there's still a lot more to focus on. And obviously we do all this. Um, we don't, we use very little contractors. So um, there's a lot of tractor work to do as well. Is it just mum, dad, you at home? Is that what's involved? Um, no. So there's a guy that's worked for us for longer than I've been born. Right, okay. Um, Davey, he's worked for my dad since he was 16. Like, so my dad had a wee bit before before that, um, just down the road from where it started. Uh, that's where he grew up, and that was about 60 acres. Um, and I think from 16, he just, from what I know, he just started kind of helping him out, and it, he went to college, and then he's not actually worked anywhere else. Oh, really? And that'll be... 25 years now. Yeah. So, so how Apart does, from that, just one relief milker. Right, okay, yeah. How does, I think one thing that a lot of people listen to the podcast and probably one of the questions I get quite often is about like succession and 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 family relationship management because I mean, I, I don't work at home. Um, it probably wasn't going to be what I was going to end up doing in the end up anyway, but um, a lot of people struggle to work with parents a lot of people struggle to work with siblings there's that challenge is that something you faced or in general is it pretty good uh me and tom actually are fine okay we we actually work fairly well together there's obviously always disagreements but sure. i think if there wasn't you're never gonna like agree on every decision that you make in the business so there's always going to be something and obviously the fallouts when you have a fallout it's never the same type of fallout with just Davy to when it is with your brother, or your dad. Like you know what I mean. Like that's when uh, abuse gets thrown. Yeah, I like, can imagine. Um, but there's never, there's never been anything serious between me and my brother. Um, and I think we can communicate quite well. I think the dynamic of it works pretty well. Um, I'm really happy what I'm doing. He's more comfortable. Um, doing what he's doing, uh, beef side and tractor work side, and he, he does enjoy the dairy. He still does his fair share, but um, that is my fairly main focus. Um, what What's the sort of main part? <laughs> I might just get caught in my beard. I felt it get stuck. Um, I said that because I heard it. If I hadn't heard, it, I don't know why I explained it. Um, what's the sort of split of the business? You know, roughly of like sort of dairy beef arable. So there's about, we always have worked, well not always, but since we put the dairy on and we have worked off the premise of 300 cows between the two. Total, okay, yeah. So what's that, about 180 dairy and 120? It was more 160 dairy, yeah. uh, 160 beef yeah. in 2019 when we started 140 dairy. Mm -hmm. We're now this winter we're gonna be milking about one seventy dairy. So it's okay. gonna be a wee bit lower on the beef. So so you will keep that to three hundred. There's no let's see On the land we've got yeah. yeah. Any any intentions or any maybe not even intentions but just desires for expansion? In which way? Uh well I guess land so livestock can go out. Land right now, no. Okay. We bought another farm in 2021, okay. uh, which is kind of almost next door to this. There's one farm in between here and there. 
Um, we bought that and it was just the guy was retiring and had no one go, coming on. Um, and he came to us first actually and asked kind of, um, if we wanted it. Um, and yeah, it probably stretches quite a bit after spending uh, as much as we had to on the dairy just two years before it. Like it wasn't planned at all. Uh, like we didn't expect it to come up at all. And uh, we just, so, but we just thought it was an opportunity we couldn't miss. Like my mum's always said, like you never know when land's going to come up again. But yeah. this uh, this farm, the farm next to it, and that farm have all came up for sale in the last twelve years. Oh really? So that is a block of about eight hundred acres. That's that's I I don't know the area that well, but I assume that's pretty much unheard of. It's absolutely unheard yeah. of, yeah. Um, and this we're very close and almost surrounded by an estate as well mm-hmm. so there's yeah. not many actual landowners um around here so um but that so the farm in between this one and the one we bought two years ago came up for sale last year say it again oh really yeah all oh, right and you still want to go for that it was too much of a stretch yeah um we wanted to maximize the full potential of the land we've already got yeah because there's so much to do shed wise at yeah. uh, the Bishop Craigs, which we bought two years ago. Mm-hmm. There's so much, like there's so much potential there that we've just not optimized yet. Um, and it's a shame, like it's honestly, it feels like they're kind of missing piece in the jigsaw, I yeah. suppose. But at the same time, like, because we said, like at the time, it might have been a bit of a stretch. And then, like, what interest rates have done in the last yeah. six months. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like, even if we'd managed, we probably wouldn't have been enjoying what we're doing because things would have been so stretched and we yeah. wouldn't have been able to move forward. That's true. So we're um, we're building the way extension onto the shed here this year and um, this summer for um, going into the back end. Yeah, so that's going to be another 30 cubicles for dairy cows. Mm-hmm. So that'll take us from capacity for about one, 145 to about 180. Brilliant. So we're going to milk about 170 this winter, I reckon. Do you use rent any ground? Um, very, very little. Right. We, uh, it's like 120 acres. Okay. Um, and the total the, place is what? Over all the farms? Own three. Well, we actually did buy 100 acres um, because them two farms came up for sale at the same time. Yeah. So you know how it's in. So, t- so the two farms that my dad rented in like 2002, yeah, yeah. They were bought by the same guy. Yeah. Um, and we rented them off him. And then he just sold them last year. Yes. And, um, but at home, the, so it's so weird that the two farms that we bought and the two farms we rented were right next to the two farms that we bought <laughs> in different blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This might not be making sense that to is, people. That is actually. Um, well, and they're about three miles away from each other. Yeah, it's so it's like two blocks, three miles away from each other. Yeah. Um, so we bought 100 acres of um, Merck land, which is right next to the home farm, which okay. is what I've yeah, called yeah. like the yeah. beef beef farm. Uh, and that's actually um, quite nice. It's just it's just going to bulk that farm up. It was only 180 acres, and I think it's real. Um, so that's going to help that, but it's around about eight hundred acres that we have have in total. So, 
the bit you love. Tales about the cows. Cows, cows, cows. Um, so <laughs> in 2019, well, actually, to be fair, it actually started. Um, we we were kind of when we we're discussing what route we want to go down, um, kind of calving wise and that. And there's obviously three options with dairy. Well, there's the same options with beef herds, I suppose, but. With dairy, there's three main options. Uh, the most prominent is all year round and spring calving. Mm-hmm. And I think we decided that we wanted to be a block calving herd. Why? Because I wanted a holiday. Yeah, I was going to say, is that the reason? Yeah, yeah. Um, not even that. I think I still honestly could not be more convinced that for us, block calving is what suits us best. On a bigger scale, I think all year round is ideal because you you can have enough like dry cows at the same time. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. See, if you're working at the numbers that we're at, you're only you, at times you might only have like ten or twelve dry cows. For sure. They won't be getting managed to the best of your ability. Yeah, agreed. Um. So because with the block calving, so we calve between the middle of August and the middle of November right now, try to make it shorter, but fertility is something that you've just got to take a long time to improve on. Uh, so that's our block. And it means that between the middle of August and middle of November, you're focused on calving cows. Between the middle of November to the next 12 weeks, you're focused on serving cows. After that, it's fairly easy days. It's pretty cushy. Easy, easy. Pretty, pretty cushy until um, and then you start drying off around this time actually going to be drying off my first 11 cows tomorrow um, that's because of drought to be fair okay. I'll be honest yeah. we're drying them off a few weeks early because there's no grass when did we last see rain? Well, I think it was um, spit on Saturday night 3rd of May was it? yeah like not joking a, a proper notable, rain like a notable rain yeah. notable rain was 3rd of May and that's the 13th of June we're recording this yes Never seen before. I'm actually starting to see cracks in the ground. Really? Mm-hmm. So this, so we're on a sandy loam here uh, yeah. as our soil type, which um, some people will be worse. Won't be holding too much though. No, it doesn't, nothing, <laughs> nothing left. Um, the fields are going a bit brown, to be honest. Uh, I've got a mate in Ayrshire, I sent him a photo of the brown fields and it was just the lushest, greenest grass <laughs> you've ever seen. He's like, we've probably got enough moisture to... December. Yeah, but that was only three or four days ago, was it not? Because they were in the same spot. Yeah, but yeah. I think just Ayrshire is just a more yeah, I think wetter area. Um, so we we decided to go down the autumn cabin route because it was actually a vet. Our vet suggested to us um, for Mark Vets. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he suggested to us, why not autumn cabin if you wanted to go block? Because obviously we just thought at the time, we want to go block. Spring's Spring. just what, what, what comes to mind, to mind yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spring's to mind, nice. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get that again, he's done it again. <laughs> you did it a few podcasts ago. It's funny, it's really funny, it makes people laugh. Laugh, laugh, laugh. It's like when you make a really bad joke and no one laughs, you say tough crowd, it always gets a laugh. <laughs> if you don't get a laugh for that, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, nah, he uh, so he suggested it because you get a seasonal bonus um, for autumn calving, and it's basically just to try and promote people 
to produce more milk in oh, the winter an months. Oh, bonus. I didn't realise that. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, and you get that just because they obviously want more milk in kind of the winter months when all the spring calvers because so many people calve cows in the spring yeah. uh, to try and balance out their kind of milk they get throughout the year. Uh, and it kind of works on the milk you produce. I'm going to get these dates wrong here. Between May, June, and July, mm-hmm. and October, November, December. Yeah. And like the percentage that it is different, and if you can like produce twice the milk you have um, in them three months compared to them three months. You can get a bonus, and it's obviously it works percentage oh, wise. So you can get up to like one and a half pence, yeah. So because extra over the whole year, because that sort of six to ten week post partition for the majority of spring calving herds is going to be your peak lactation nationally. They're trying to bring that up in the back end. Is that what you mean? Yeah, pretty much. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Actually, I didn't realize yeah. that. What, yeah. who, where are you selling your milk? Uh, so first milk um, right. is the contracts with. Uh, and Arla left the milk on a milk right. share. So it'll be going into Lockerbie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's a solids-based contract, which most contracts are at the moment. Um, but we... It's kind of... It's not as desirable now. Like, we're still more profitable being on Cavan, even without the seasonal bonus. We figured out. Okay. Uh, but it's not as desirable now, the seasonal bonus at the moment, because... When the milk price was 25 pence. Yeah. And then when it was, the bonus was still like, the, the max bonus was like one and a half pence. Okay. And when the milk price went to almost 50 pence, it was still one and a half pence. Yeah, so you're... So it's half the value it was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're not as like pernickety on that now. We still get almost max bonus. Okay. Uh, but we've moved more to a wee bit later in the year, closer to September, just because we like to have the fresh calved in at night straight away. Okay. Just yeah. because August grass, it's not that great. There's yeah. not much milk in it. Um, so we like to try and push it back because it just, it does actually literally shorten our winter. Because yeah. if we were calving on the 1st of August um, and we want to start feeding cows then, that's when we start feeding cows. But if we don't start calving until the 1st of September, we're not going to go that far. But if it's the 1st of September, you wouldn't be feeding anything else before Aye, the 1st yeah. September. Yeah. So that that's kind of where we're going with that. So how how many days a year are your cattle housed? So from when we start calving, which this year, it'll be about the 20th of August. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll be in at night from then. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they'll only be in at night um, till about the middle of September. Just depends on rain. What we're looking at, yeah. Rain, middle of September-ish. Uh, and then they're out at the end of March. This year is a few days later, but it's usually the 1st of April, you might as well yeah. say. Because I was up here, wasn't that? It was like, what? We filmed the first episode of this, mm-hmm. or the... It was, it was twentieth of April, I think. It yeah, was. and it was yeah. so it was a night. Yeah, it was really tonight, there, yeah. wasn't so hot, but yeah, it was lush. 
I still, well, I guess this is sort of relating back to the fact that people listening, you know, when, when you've listened to sort of Ed on the podcast today, it's been having a bit of a chat about fitness, having a bit of a chat about sport and in one case traveling. Um, and we haven't really had the chance to sort of jump into what he's thinking about the Cal side. We take the piss here and there, but you'll be seeing now what I mean about why I can't believe he's 21, if that makes sense. It's a... Do you see what I mean when I say that? Not really, no. So I've had... Some people have degrees at 21. Like... I had a master's, but... <laughs> there you go. Nah, like... nah, nah, honestly, I had a... I, yeah, okay, fair, fair. But you've, by, by the very nature of doing that, you've societally accepted... The society's accepted that you've sort of just channeled in. So there's an expectation. Yeah. yeah. You've chosen to do this off your own back, and not off your own back, off the family's back, and it's really impressive. And that's why I say it. I do mean that. I'm actually being nice to you here. I'm not. There's I not know. like a dick comment coming. I wish we just like filmed all the time, and then you'd actually be nice to me. Because <laughs> honestly, we'll switch this off. It'll be totally different to me. Yeah, we've just. It'll be really mean. <laughs> this is where like I don't know. I was going to say the podcasting committee. That's not a thing, but um, <laughs> the, the the sort of podcast police is going to be like, we need to look into Ed's welfare. He's sure okay. He's not been bullied by this. I'm okay. This, this he paid me to say that. <laughs> I haven't actually paid him yet. <laughs> Any sponsors want to get in touch? Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, here yeah, I, I reckon that we've been in here for forty minutes. That we could be in here for eight hours, and you could still be talking cows. But there's one yeah. thing you haven't said. Yeah, I try to avoid it, like no, 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 for no, as no, long no. as possible. No, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's on cows. Flag these. Yeah. Yeah, flag these. Can we talk about flag these? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, which is all of you, um, his little face just <laughs> lit up there. <laughs> can we talk about? Can we? So it's when you hear um, dairy farm, I think it's pretty common to jump to. The lines of Holstein Frisians, what's probably going on in folks' mind. Maybe, maybe looking down that sort of jersey route. What what is a flexium flake V and why flake V? So my first experience of flake V's, um, I'd be the same. I'd pretty much not heard of anything outside of black and white jerseys airshares. Yeah. In Scotland. It's pretty like very seldom you'll you'll get the odd random thing here and there in a herd. But like whole herds, that's what you usually get. Uh and it was actually Ross Boyd. Oh yeah, um, I didn't know that. So our uh, current Lorneth chairman, um, he said, I've known him since he was three. Right. Uh, and I just, before I went to the Crichton, like when I was like 16, I just uh, I just fancied actually trying a milk and yeah. like didn't know anything about it. And he was like, oh, I'll just fire up. And uh, he was just, I was just doing a milk with him. And um, I was like, why is he milking beef cows? <laughs> like what they, they they, these things are huge like he had like <laughs> still like a few black and whites and i was like oh, there's a normal one there's a big one uh and then i was like but they're giving the same amount of milk <laughs> and he's like looked, they opened the wrong gate like what, <laughs> what's wrong he's here? like why is he let the beef cows in like <laughs> he's brought in the wrong field like how has he done this um so that was my first experiences of them, but they were coming in and they were given like the same amount of milk. And Ross was like, yeah, and they don't slip yeah. and they don't give you any issues and you don't phone the vet every week on them. 
and he was so convinced and uh, I was speaking to my dad about them and he knows Nigel, his dad, quite well right. as well. And so Nigel asked, there's like this flight view trip that goes on every year. Okay. Um, basically like a group from Ireland and Scotland, mainly I think. Uh, a guy organises it to go to Austria and Germany right. to visit a few flight view farms and dad went on that. And he was like, you would not believe the numbers that go- these cows are... Not that one, no. Right. You would not believe the numbers that these cows are pumping out. So just out of interest, when you say that, because I'll probably forget to ask, but don't ask now. What, what's a pretty... You know, what, across the board for you, what's an average yield in a year for your cows? So we're this year, we're currently averaging 9,000 litres. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so well yeah. above national average, anyway. Yeah. It's like 8.2. Yeah. yeah, right enough. We're not one hundred percent pure flatters yet, but I right. don't. I don't think that'll change. Do you? You don't think you'll become pure flatters? No, I don't think the yield will differ when you become right. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. So he was sold pretty much straight away, or not quite. Um, Dad, he. I think he was. He was like, I definitely want to try them. Yeah. I think that was the kind of vibe. But um, so then when we started talking, kind of in the springtime before we started milking because we actually we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we were thinking about spring calving to start with we were thinking okay we'll buy them to calve in spring 2020 um glad we didn't do that by the way why was that covid no <laughs> anyway um so that's when we planned to start um originally to start with and then we we're like oh so we'll go autumn do we go six months earlier or six months later yeah, okay. And uh, we're like, yeah, we'll go six months earlier. Oh, it's not what I thought you were going to say. Right, okay. Um, of course. Yeah, there you go. Um, so then we're like, right, we need to kind of start thinking about cows-wise. So we're like, we want to try the flag these. You could not buy them in the UK to save yourself. Yeah, what was this? Is it a registered breeder? How does it work? You mentioned this last time. No, that was a stabilizer. So it was, yeah. We're talking about Um. So, no, it's just they're not common enough that people have got enough to be kind of breeding excess replacements in the UK so far. So we got in touch with a few people and we organised for me and my dad to go over. Um, it was actually this exactly this time last year because we went, I went right from, uh, the, I can't remember if it was the... Three days on the flight to trip, and then uh, a full Highland show or a full Highland show. No, it was the it was Highland show, and then the flight to trip. But we basically spent three days going across Austria and Germany and uh, picking out uh, heifers that we wanted. And we got a load of thirty in calf like the heifers that uh, would calve in August and September. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how the flight we started, and then. We were quite fortunate. There was a dispersal of a full pedigree flag for sale um, in the October of 2019, uh, where we bought quite a few, um, and that was just at Carlisle, so that's quite handy. Oh, right, brilliant, yeah. Um, and then, but to kind of fill in the gaps, there was a few Holstein Frisians. I wouldn't say there's any Holsteins. I would say there's Holstein Frisians. Frisians, Ayrshire's, Montbelliard's, 
on Bellard cross Holsteins, there's quite a few of those from right. one guy because he was putting them off to put jerseys on uh, in quite a few Ayrshire's. So we had a big, big random mix and match range to start with, uh, which I'm glad, I'm sure I said this last time, but I'm glad we did because I think after that, when we seen them all together, we just knew that that was what we wanted to go down. Was right, the flag yeah, yeah. Was the flag face because they're just so much stronger, robust. Fertility is better. They're more. Some people will argue they're too soft, and actually, a guy we bought some off just a few months ago. They are too soft. Oh really? There was so there's a guy putting his cows off, and he by he's all flag face as well. Um, just to uh, cut bean, past New Abbey. Bean, Kirk Bean. Um, Kirk Bean, that's a great name. I don't know. Yeah, place. near New Abbey. Really? Yeah. Kirk Bean. Kirk Bean. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> well, that's what keep, it means. Keep, fair enough. Yeah, I've not <laughs> thought about that before. But, the um, his Bible. Sorry. <laughs> we uh, bought a few of him, and he's just in a. He had a buyer, parlor, and uh, no, in a bre- in a breast parlor where they like oh, just okay. walk up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh my god, like we got them and they just wouldn't move. Like, have you sorted them or is it? Yeah, no, nah, they're not yeah. too bad now. They've kind of learned that the others don't do that. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we can't just do what we want now. <laughs> I think, like, all of them had their own names. Oh, okay. S- yeah, yeah, yeah. Swear, swear down. Um, Andy would literally just say, here, Daisy, and she'd walk up. I know you're acting hard right now, but. I'd be very shocked if you didn't have everything named. It definitely does. No, I don't have everything named because then that makes the ones that are named less special. <laughs> Seems such a good dad. Why would a dad forget to name one? Um, that was a strange route to go down. I've got a few. Yeah. I've got a few. <laughs> so Some of favourites. Give us the names. Any good ones in there? Go on. Chunk. Chunk? Yeah. Names me after his favourite cow. Bessie. That's pretty nice. Poe as after the panda in Kung Fu Panda. I've never seen that. (laughs) And you call me uncultured. You're taking the mick out of me for being uncultured. Yeah, what was it? You haven't seen? Up. The guy with the big head. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't go with the house with balloons. I went with the guy with the big head. Yeah, but you did know balloons in fairness. And yeah, I had seen the photo. Didn't go with that first. <laughs> I do not like the code of shame. Um, <laughs> don't know what that means. <laughs> it's like uh, a dog's got the cone on, right? You know, the cone's thing. Yeah. And every time I see a dog with a cone on, I, go, I do not like the code of shame. And I did it to this woman in, in Aaron once, or on Aaron, and uh, she was walking with a dog. And I was like, oh, like, uh, you know, like see puppies. And uh, I said, I do not like the cone of shame. She was not happy with me at all. She was like, I didn't mean to put him through this shameful experience. I was like, oh my God, no, 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 it's a film quote. Class. Uh, explaining that took a bit of time. But, uh, um, yeah, so we've got Poe, who is black with a white head and just got patches round. Okay. Two eyes. Um, she's Poe. And our daughter's actually going to calve in August and she's called Ping. Is- that's Poe's child in Kung Fu Panda. Perfect. I was thinking someone on there will get that. I was thinking Teletubbies. I was thinking no, going to be a dinky winky dipstick and la la. Could be. Yeah. 
opportunities are opportunities are endless. Yeah. Anyway. That's, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's probably the cows we bought because because we are expanding. There was we bought a few more cows off another guy that's selling up. Uh, who was fully flex based. His kids, two boys, weren't really interested. Um, so he had a sale last last month, and he they were pretty much all flex based. Right. So we got nine or ten from there as well. Okay. Um. And every year, all all the semen we use is Fleckby, so right, the heifers see. coming in every year are minimum fifty percent yeah. Fleckby, uh, and there's more and more being like pure Fleckbys. Is that sex semen or just? Oh. No, we tried sex semen and it was the probably the biggest failure that it possibly could have been. You hear some folks say that. You hear some folks say it went okay, but don't 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 know why. Like I don't know whether it was a bad batch. Or something, whether it's just not advanced enough with flight views yet, because people, it's not as necessary with flight views. Yeah. Because when people think of flight views, they're like, well, if it's a bull, it doesn't matter because it holds just as much value as a beef. Very good point, yeah. Beef calf. Uh, but we tried it and we got an 8% conception rate. Hi. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay, fair. Yeah. Didn't try it again. Yeah, I can imagine. In that's a block, in a block, that's quite yeah. savage. Yeah, that that was quite a sore one that's to take. Tough, yeah. That is mm. uh, I mean, it didn't really destroy them too badly. It just meant we had more cows calving in the second six weeks than yeah. the first six weeks for. Uh, yeah, sorry, knocked you off for your next year though, as well. Though. Yeah, but they're actually they've recovered quite well this um, this year. We started have... AIing ourselves now as well. Yeah, so. do you have like sort of? Um, cabin index figures. You get an idea of what you're sitting at? Well, I'm not sure. It's kind of hard yet. Yeah. But, like, I think with a block, cabin index is kind of doesn't matter as much. Yeah. But with all your, I mean, but you say that, but then all year round people, people that have intense indoor all year round Holstein systems will say that cabin index doesn't matter. I think everyone because they keep milking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think there's more important figures to be looking at. There's so yeah. many figures to be looking at with dairy. And has he will proudly show you the app. It's quite interesting. It's, really, it's actually really interesting. Yeah. But um, we have spoke for an hour about the farm. You've got more to your life, funnily enough. Uh, well, maybe you disagree, but I would say you have. I can't believe we've talked about it for an hour. Are you impressed or are you shocked? I'm shocked to be fair. Well, you said to me, you were like, Do you think you'll be able to get long enough, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not an idea. I knew it would be a challenge. Yeah, but it, it depends how long you let me ramble for, I suppose. Um, well, I just wanted everyone else to see what I see on the daily. It's endless chatter about rubbish. Thanks. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I was going to say it. You haven't mentioned it, which I'm very impressed about. Thanks. Tell us about your life. Go on. Rugby, he's like, ah, it's <gasps> just. <laughs> um, no, I just, uh, I basically just played rugby since I was eight, I think. Played for Dumfries since, and um, I played football until I was about twelve or thirteen, and kind of had to make a decision. And um, I'm not like exactly pro. I just really enjoy playing rugby. Yeah. Live for it. Bit of a nose about it, which I have explained that word to you before. Yeah, well, interesting actually. Does anyone listening know what the word nose means? 
Because I have never heard it, and they'd said it a few times. Basically, I would say it just I feel it's, it's, it's maybe just in a rugby maybe. world. Word. I certainly hadn't heard it, but... Um, Dumfries Saints, like, so, so tell us a bit about, in the last few episodes of the All In podcast, we've had, it seems to be just the sports people so far, um, mm. but... I'm fine with, by the way. It's good, isn't it? I love it. And, do you know, Dylan Celtic is sort of the standout, but by God, that was interesting as well. Yeah. We'll get into the podcast in a bit, I've got a few questions for, sure. for that. For sure. um, my plan is to do rugby and then podcast. We've done the Young Farmers, I think we covered everything in episode 100. You, yeah. You're actually the only person... The only person that have came on twice for me just interviewing one person. Fun fact. Yeah. Jane Strawhorn pointed out last night when I was filming that she's the first person to be in three episodes. Of course she did. Yeah. yeah Jane yeah. loves me, by the way. Jane loves herself. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, that is a joke. If um, for some weird reason Jane's listening, she will be absolutely swearing at her screen right now because, because she hates me. Yeah, Jane hates us all, yeah. You know yeah. what Jane did? Don't know what it is, but it's a real good vibe from a national chair, really, isn't it? <laughs> if you if you go back and watch the SAYFC podcast that came out last week, Jane, th- this was filmed, I would say it started at 29 degrees and finished at 25. It was two hours. And as we f- like hit finished recording, I was like, Jane, what are you wearing? She's wearing like a woolen jumper. And <laughs> she was like, couldn't exactly take it off. That's like, well, fair enough. But oh my god, fair play. She must have been on fire. Surely like, she could have turned the camera off for like we did 10 see seconds. It, but it's Jane, and she needs to be sent to retention twenty four seven. That was a group podcast, but I don't think anyone spoke apart from Jane. <laughs> Not even Wallace, barely. Genuinely, <laughs> I mean, she was like, "Welcome to the Strawhorn Cast." You know, like this. People don't know Jane's surname. That could sound anyway. Uh, I actually looked the other day. Collins has actually still had more plays than Jane's. Yeah, that's a bit which of a contention, isn't it? I'm quite enjoying letting her know that. So if is, she comes at me again, that's on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Spotify. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't actually checked that. There you are. That's yeah, good yeah. To know. Collins got more. Yeah. Oh, Jane, I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, yeah, that's interesting. About like a hundred. There you are. Mm-hmm. Jane, better get Shane in it. Better get Shane in it. Um, so yeah, explain explain to us like the free saints. What does that mean? What are they? What level is that? What what's the progression there? Yeah. So, Dumfries this season will be playing in National Three. We played in National Two last year, um, okay. which so it basically goes in rugby in Scotland. The tiers are there's two pro teams, Glasgow and Edinburgh, uh, and then there's a Premiership. No, sorry, sorry. There's a Super Six, which is semi-pro, and there's six clubs in that. And then it's down to amateur after that, which is the Premiership. And then last year, there was National 1, 2, and 3, with 12 teams in each. But it's changing. The league structure changed for this season just coming up to four leagues of 10. So that we... Four leagues of 10. Okay. Uh so we finished fifth bottom and got relegated. So you were sixth, seventh, eighth. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Rough. Is, is there something quite exciting about that for next year, though? Because you'll um, be. It, I mean, 
it feels like just kind of getting half a relegation though because you're going down like so four out of the nine teams that you'll play next season were in your yeah, league last true, season yeah, so it's a bit different I don't know what the level will be like don't know what the quality will be like but we just we finished playing on the last week of April this year uh-huh. and that's pretty late for a rugby season to go right. on so I think just with restructures I think it'll be a lot better and that was without a cup as well so, right. because in December and January you'll get some at least two weekends that frozen pitches whatever so you get them rescheduled and then there's something else and they don't like to play games when there's Scotland internationals on at home which is three in November and two or three in uh, February and March is that purely because folk want to go it's purely because the SRU want folk to go it's good though is it not or not Um. yeah I'd rather play rugby would you Right. Rather do both. I'd rather I could play see rugby you at three o'clock with a phone in your hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather play rugby at three o'clock, watch Scotland at five or six o'clock. I have I've met some folk, but they want folk in the stadiums. But you with rugby is something else, man. Like I've already said it about you with cows, but like there's there's unfortunately no streams of cows walking around. You would watch it, just like a live video of cows in the field. Um, but you were sitting watching, I think I said this in the last podcast, like that day before we were performing at the talent spot, spot. Mm. yeah, yeah, pretty big deal really, he's sitting watching this, what I would assume is a game of rugby with less people watching it than we had. It was a, (laughs) it was a league game that really meant not a lot, but I just enjoy (laughs) watching rugby. He just went from being quite worked up, not worked up, but like ready to sort of go to being like, <laughs> just in my happy place. It wasn't even one of my teams. Oh, was it not? So no, that, I don't really have a team. I just rugby. That's a question, actually. So two professional teams uh, just play each other forty times a year. So they're in a league. No, that's not the, the case. Oh, I think. Oh, I'm, no, I'll guess no, wrong. Right. I'm going to guess wrong. Go, go on. What do you think it is? What do you think the league format is then? So I'm pretty sure they play against English, Irish, French, and South African teams. Close. You right. got all the countries right, but England and France have their own leagues. So we play against Irish and South African. Irish, Welsh, Italian, South African. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but sixteen teams. In do that they realise that that's geographically quite a challenge, <laughs> or is there ways to get around that? So South Africa is one of the biggest rugby nations. They have the most, one of the most um, populated. They are one of the most heavily populated rugby countries in the world. People playing the sport, right? Okay. Yeah. So they've, in the last few years, they have just moved to playing in what you call the URC, this league okay. with the other European countries, um, from playing New Zealand and Australia. Okay. Countries. Yeah. Uh, club. Yeah, clubs yeah. in New Zealand and Australia. Uh, it's not exactly close to there either. No. But. <laughs> What it is, 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 is in the same time zone. That is very true, of course. Well, definitely closer. Very close. Yeah, it'll be one or two. One or two hours. 
which you can deal with. I mean, France is one or two hours, isn't it? So viewership-wise, it isn't a hassle for trying to put the games on at weird times. Of course. That's about I never thought that. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I more, more thought, like, you know, tr- you hear sort of premiership footballers, especially in the sort of smaller teams, yeah. complain, oh, we've got to go to Manchester and we're Southampton. But that, so you know, it's, how far is Glasgow to Cape Town? Yeah. The, see, the, pro- the problem with kind of professional rugby is that it's so hard to follow because I actually only clicked on to how the league structure works okay. a few weeks ago. And that's not me being dumb. Oh. They play 16 games in the regular season. I mean, There's 16 so teams. Try and figure it out. They play 16 games, but there's 16 teams. So, yeah. right, my guess is... Wait, 16 games... So I'm guessing... 18, like, 18 games, sorry. So I'm guessing like the Six Nations... I'm going to show mm-hmm. that I know one thing about rugby here. Like France... France will play England in France this year. They won't play in England this year. That yeah, it just alternates every year. It's the same yeah. in that sense. So Glasgow will play whatever the South African team is, but South Africa won't play in Glasgow. Is that how that works? Yeah. Right, so first off that, so 16 teams. So my guess is going to be they play 15 games. I said 18, sorry. Yeah, I know. Sorry, yeah. I know. They play 15 games, so they play everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make this three work. Yeah. Uh, no, not so <laughs> there's um in the league there's four pools um which is there's an Irish pool of four teams, uh Welsh pool of four teams, South African pool of four teams, Scotland have two and Italy have two. Okay. So they get put together into a pool of four. Like and so each of them you play them other three teams twice. Home and away. And the rest once. So six games, like home and away. So three home and away, six. And then you've got... Twelve. Twelve yeah. other games. Wow. And then, so that pool, that decides whether you play in, put it in football terms, Champions League, Europa League, or don't play it. But, the, oh, oh, so what you mean is it makes sense. It would be easier for a team to come from, my guess, having known about rugby quality and international level is the Scottish and, it, and Italian pool is the easiest one. Currently Welsh. Right, okay, so the Welsh one is the easiest one, yeah? Yeah. Does that mean... If you're top, is, does it work? So top of Wales, top of Ireland, top of Scotland, Italy, and top of South Africa go to Champions League. It 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 does. The, number one does, but yeah. like this year, the four Irish teams all finished in like the top six. Yes. So three of their teams qualified for the Champions League. Could all four? Don't know. But surely they could if they were all top four. Honestly, I'm not 100% sure. I don't but, know if that could happen. But it's eight teams, from, eight teams from the league qualify. 
four and European. So I think it's the top of each four. So there's four. And then like the next four from the league standings. Okay. Yeah. That aren't already qualified. Does this, and we spoke about this a bit. This is the problem with rugby. It's so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. How's, How's a, like, person that's just a casual follower of the sport meant to turn it on on a Saturday and went, oh, I'll watch Glasgow. Yeah. Oh, I'll watch Glasgow play Sharks from South Africa. What does this game mean? I don't want to scroll through half an hour and try and figure out what, if this game means anything. Yeah, and, and that's looking at getting a casual in. You're very much someone who is not a casual and addict, and you've just said, I'm not 100% sure of this part. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It is a main issue. And, and I think even, even like, you know, if you compare football and rugby from a, the game perspective, um, yeah. Offside rules somehow confuses people, but what really is happening is you've got a ball, you keep it in a square, you kick it in the net. Yeah. Yeah. Basic, maybe boring, but viewership shows it's not boring. Rugby people is prefer the simpler game for sure. But rugby, rugby's a, a game that on paper the simple thing is keep the ball within the box, make sure it touches down on that box, and you can kick it that way. That should be easy. But there's a lot of intricacies that you've tried to explain, and I still don't fully understand. Like. If you put rugby in its simplest form, you've got to go backwards to go forwards. One step forward and two steps. Wrong way around. One step backwards and two steps. That doesn't rhyme that way. You get what uh, I mean, though? Yeah, yeah, I do. But, 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 yes, but got to throw the ball back, mm-hmm. can kick for three points or two if you score a try for conversion. Yeah. Can get five points for a try. Yeah. I would say you could even argue lineouts are somewhat confusing. The point is those three make sense, yeah. But a lot of the rest of the game, it's laws change every year. Yeah, they're changing the tackle height this year. Are you supposed to go higher or lower? Lower, because of concussions water. apparently. Is it a tackle height or is it a tackle placement on the body? It's so, me. like, <laughs> just a good example: a tackle height on you would be a different place than a tackle height on me. Oh yeah, it's a tackle. Place. Place the right, okay, yeah. So it's going to below the sternum when it was right. below the shoulders before. Well, so you could tackle here? Yeah. That's mental. How's right. that mental? Watch rug- mate, go watch Rugby League. They take the heads off people. But they're not, cha- they're, they're not changing the game either. Like yeah. Rugby Union is obsessed with like the concussions and the like head injuries in it. It's like, but they're changing it in the amateur game. So we're going to play in different rules to the professional game next right. season, um, which is the first time that's ever happened. So they're separating the games, but the problem's in the professional game because these people are literally superhuman freaks that play professional rugby. Well, I mean, we spoke about this a couple of times in the podcast. Like When you say superhuman freaks, you think of your massive guys. What was that guy Ross was talking about? It's a... It, it's, uh, it, even Beth. Yeah, yeah, like was six eight or something. Like that. S- six six eight, like one hundred and thirty kilos. But the, the, and he can run. But the freaks of nature I consider when you talk about that is you're like so that French guy we spoke about. Like, yeah. doesn't matter what his size, his power yeah. is. I have never seen anything like that. I've said yeah. this a few times on this podcast now. Like, I can't. I don't know who watches yeah. rugby or who doesn't watch rugby. It's Six Nations. Is it? I can't remember. Is it France versus Ireland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, and, uh, Mac Hansen was the guy. This guy who's... Sorry? Mac Hansen was the right. guy who did it. And he wasn't small. not saying yeah. he was a giant, but... He yeah, not he's not the biggest guy. rugby player, but, but right enough, he's not a wee guy. This guy was running, and this guy is Antoine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah, be, yeah, what, 5'8", yeah. 5'10"? Five, five, yeah, 5'9", I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I don't know how he did it. <laughs> he, was, he just he was, stopped the guy. Yeah, he, he, he broke physics. It, it, he, he broke physics. I'd say like, to you, like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, so like these these guys like because the collisions are so hard. That's where all the concussions are coming from, and the main thing is that um, there's a lot of people, uh, ex-professional rugby players that are now retired, they're getting dementia in their 30s and their fo- in the late yeah. 30s and 40s, they're suing World Rugby for this. It was a totally different game back then. So if you watch a game from like the 90s, like people are just like, honestly, you're just breaking out in fights, and the ref's just like, nah, I didn't see it. As a fan, what was better? Well, I prefer the game now because the 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 lack of professionalism, like the, the line outs was just throw the ball in and hope that a guy in your team can get it. Yeah. Whereas now line outs are ridiculously rehearsed. So right so the way the way I hear that, so line outs from what I understand, one team takes the throw in, are they able to throw it in a direction or is no, it? Going it's go got to be straight. straight. You'll so, get penalised for it going to squint. So penalised in the sense that someone You'll give the other team will get a free team. kick. Right, okay. So you've thrown it straight, but what are you rehearsing? So you can either have you can have as many guys as you want to line out. Yeah. Generally, it's five, six, or seven. Okay. Because there's eight guys in the forwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, so it's usually five, six, or seven. Uh, so you can generally go put a pod up at the front. Yeah. The middle, the back. Okay. So they'll rehearse calls for if they want to go front, middle, or back, but they'll put dummies in to think that to make the other mm-hmm. team think that they're going to the front, and then they'll dummy at the front and they'll go at the back. Right, okay. And they'll like dummy them all and just play it to then try and suck the players in. And will there be like France will normally jump at the front, so Ireland will make sure to try and jump forward. To, like, is that a thing? Like, sort of uh, analysis in rugby is mental i bet it's really interesting yeah i think i'd really enjoy that actually um, fly just landed on the camera you that see that interesting yeah yeah um, um that was probably quite loud <laughs> headphone warding but late um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just edit that in just five seconds before like headphone warning um, get a week right um now nah, here it, it genuinely like i'm not a massive sport watcher but I do, I do like football, and, and and I think the thing that probably makes me look like I watch a lot of football, when in truth I really watch none, is the thing I'm interested in the stats. Mm-hmm. And I think I could probably get interested in that the rugby side, but so many though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it does look good, and like it's it's quite interesting to hear. But but like there's so many people, the majority of rugby like rugby fans and rugby players, like amateur rugby players. Won't watch anywhere near as much. Rugby. Some some professionals don't watch any rugby. Yeah, but they just love going on a field, like understanding the rules enough so then they don't get penalised uh-huh. on a field. But they just love just being able to smash somebody legally, yeah. like just run into someone yeah, yeah, yeah. and put them backwards. And as I've said, whistle goes bang. That's what best I thing about rugby. So big about rugby. I- you know, very much yeah. somewhere on the football side of things. Yeah, best thing about rugby is that you can send someone in the next week mm-hmm. on the rugby field, and then after you're sitting having a pint in the rugby club together. Yeah, yeah. No, it's class. It's class. The 
we could have sat and I get like cows, we could have sat and spoke forever about rugby. I think the young farmers side, Ed, Ed was also quite heavily involved in young farmers, and I think he'll be quite happy with me saying he's quite enjoying his lack of break. involvement in the last couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break, so I've yeah, got yeah, time yeah. But um, if you do want to go sure. hear that side of thing, watch the, the 100th episode that we released, or to cast 100, um, where we get into a bit about that. But the one thing I really want to ask you about is how are you feeling when we when we first introduced you? I'm guessing you'd never done a podcast. Yeah. How does it feel to be a podcaster? It's interesting. Do you like it? Yeah, I love meeting new people. It's class, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, the people you meet, it's meant like, mad how you can just meet new people and as you've said so many times it's not that just any of these guys that we've had on that i'm just bumping into them in the street and going oh hi like and finding out their name yeah. you're actually finding out their story yeah where else could you find that out it's amazing you, you don't you don't find that out in a pub you don't find that out just I meeting someone for the first the pub, time maybe with like one person every 20 times you're in the pub, sometimes you just bang, you click with someone and yeah. head but, warning. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I think you maybe find out a fraction of what we talk about. Yeah, because you're proper and you're asking. That is, yeah, that is like, because if we went, like, full podcast or moon in a pub, people would be like, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah. I think it would be kind of weird. It would be quite intense. Yeah, it would be kind of weird. Would be. So, I don't know when I first asked you about it, but Probably after speech making, probably after talent spot in fairness. March? Yeah, when, when was it? Yeah. We do takes quite a lot. It's not going to be like, let's see when it was. Yeah, no, it was on Snapchat though. Um, but that disappears after a day. I remember saving it. Is it a big moment for you? It's <laughs> saving the day you're asked. No, I but just sometimes randomly say Anyway, when I asked you, first off, did you think that would be something that I would have asked? No, I didn't. Uh, no, not at all. No. No, I, I was like, to be honest, I thought Star Wars was like, is he just doing that like, just because we're mates? And I was like, oh, okay, fair, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, I just thought, oh no, I just want some mate to do it with. I've got a few mates. <laughs> Four. Um, <laughs> humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> Starts listing them. Uh, the <laughs> run. What was that? Stops at three. <laughs> I'm going to start with I was going to go, and then the next person is going to be Martin. <laughs> I was going to go, I was going to go, runs out, and then I was going to go lost, and then <laughs> you just called me a run. <laughs> You're definitely not a run. <laughs> Maybe we're going to change that R for another later, but we don't need to get into that. Um, can't work out if you worked that one out yet. Maybe we'll start with C. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking it before you. Yeah, I thought you might be. <laughs> uh, and meaning it. Um, yeah, no, so the, for those of you, I don't think I actually said this. The reason I originally asked Ed was um, so about. This week is going to start, what, November? Yeah. Nah, nah, probably longer. October, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. <clears throat> around, around October time, like, I joined, I joined Lower Nith about May, but essentially done nothing apart from play golf. Genuinely, don't think I did anything over summer. Um, it wasn't much on over the summer. What was that? wasn't much on over the summer. Yeah, like, apart well, from sport and stock yeah. and... But sort of concert came and I was convinced to do it, and which was the case in fairness. I wasn't like jumping at it. Who convinced you to do it? Uh, I don't really know. You know. I had I had to get convinced at all levels in fairness because like in the job I'm in, 
with think you just like being a lot of the members. You're like, oh, should I do it? And they're like, oh, please do it. No, 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 but that's not just something specifically I like. It's just being as good as I am. It's quite often what happens. No, is that right? Uh, <laughs> uh, like it, is, it was, it was, it was uncharted waters in the job I'm in. I wanted to make sure it was safe and fair. So there was a lot of things, but like okay. concert and speech mission speak. That's an awkward one to say. <laughs> that isn't it? That's, that's really embarrassing. That's like I spelling. wonder why you weren't good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like spelling, spelling wrong. Um, uh, yeah, we did speech making and I was awful at it. But with that, we sort of went there. I was speaking, for the most part, I was speaking, Callum was chairing, Elspeth was vote of thanking, vote of thanksing, and you were doing the question mastering thing. And Ed and I had a few chats, like the role of this speech making at the time was very much not how I expected. I thought his job was to like ruin me. <laughs> So did I. Yeah, you were gutted when you found it. I know. I was like, can I not just break him down and make him want to cry? But I think we would have done really well in that. I think well, that's what it is this year. I don't want to do it, man. I'm not sure I want to do it again. I think I'm going to do it. We'll see. We'll I want to make someone cry. But you would find it easier if you made me cry. You would quite enjoy yeah. that, in fairness. But anyway, the way it was, was you were actually like a cohesive team and you were supposed to work together. And... My questions I'm, were to enhance his speech. Yeah, which is, I guess, what I'd like bring someone on the podcast and just completely tear them apart. That'd be a bit nasty. But uh, that's how I saw it. I was like, oh my God, he's really good at asking questions. You never didn't have a question. And what also was quite interesting was as I was speaking, I was conceptualizing questions the whole time and yours were always just exactly where I was. So what worked really yeah. well in that sense, I would say, Maybe my speaking wasn't great, but where you and I worked really well together was the questions part. Yeah. I would say we always got a good yeah. four and a half minutes. And yeah. the reason for that was I was almost ready to answer your question before you'd asked the question. Yeah, that's fair. And that was probably when I was like, yeah, I think we'll get him on board. Because I'm not saying I didn't want to bring someone on that changed the game, because that would have been interesting as well. But I think you we had a similar line of question and you will come from a different angle and it worked really well. So that was why we got Ed involved originally. And um, it's actually been quite cool to see. Like I've filmed 115 episodes now, which is kind of, <laughs> kind of crazy in itself. But even you and I now, what, we filmed five together? Yeah, I'll be, this will be the fifth, yeah. Yes, we're the fifth, yeah. And I don't know if you do this, but I know every time you go to ask a question, I'm almost always knowing what you're going to say. I don't know if you're the same. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I've got a rough idea of where you're going to go. Yeah, Sometimes you just surprise me, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Rough, like, same kind of go. Sometimes I like, when I'm sitting there, I'm like, I really want to throw a curveball that you're not going to think about. I think I did that with Glenn at one point. Yeah. The, the, the reason I don't throw curveballs myself is I feel like the reason with the podcast I have and the podcast we have we get people opening up so much is because yeah. for what is now often an hour and a half yeah you know i mean we're today an yeah. hour 20 and that's just a one-to-one -one, not a three-based thing um you've built up that sort of trust over an hour where they're like i'm not going to say something and then get attacked and that's why i try not to throw them yeah. but i always have like a politician on or something like that i quite like to go but um it's just not really my my form but uh what would you say to someone if they were thinking about doing a podcast? They're thinking about doing it. Um, 
probably not the right guy to ask to be fair because it was it maybe wasn't something that i was like i really want to start a podcast but then when wallace brought it up i was like sounds fun you said yes give it a go yeah i was like sounds fun give it a go what harm could it do yeah i was like it's not exactly going to take major amount of hours per week was it no like take it like maybe one night every couple weeks really um so i was like it's not if it doesn't work out, it's not going to be a disaster. It's something, the main reason I wanted to do it, it was something totally different to what I've done before because probably what you've been able to tell this podcast, I stick to what I'm good at and what I know. For sure, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was kind of wanting to push the boundaries in what I am good at and kind of figure out new skills and have something different, different going on that's not just kind of rugby-based or farm-based. So. Do you like the fact that one day we've got someone that's been to Iran, the next day we've got someone who's competing at a pretty notable level in volleyball or timber sports? Do you like that or do you would you rather it was more linear, more staying along the same lines? I, I like the kind of randomness at times, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. like the diff, the different people. Like if it was talking about kind of roughly the same thing all the time, maybe you'd be ending up asking quite similar questions like i think if it was something that you're really really passionate about it's easier to do that like you are with your food yeah. and farming one so it's easy to do that with a different person similar topics all the time but no i think it's uh it branches you out and learns new things i've learned about timber sports didn't have a skibby about it Barely knew it was a thing. You also learned that I was stronger than Eddie Hall. So you think. <laughs> and uh, volleyball as well. I played very <laughs> little volleyball, but like the things you learn, apparently Wallace already knew all the terms. He didn't Google them, obviously. No, I, just on that, by the way, I didn't. <laughs> he did something, though. <laughs> no, I didn't. I did it at school. I did. I did yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, did you do like PE at like a qualification level? You know, not just we've got PE. Like, uh, did I do that five? National five for a bit. No, I don't think I so did because I, I was like, no, I don't think I did. I don't know how PE was rewritten, but I, I did it at intermediate level, which is essentially national level, and hires, right? Yeah. <clears throat> In my higher PE, I wrote 36 A4 pages. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On and what? So, it wasn't on volleyball, but volleyball was one we looked at. We did badminton, basketball, and another. I can't remember what, but basically you looked at different um, tactics and you looked at analysing. Oh, I'd be all over that. Like, Mate, loved it. Loved it. It was great because I found it really interesting. I didn't have to actually move because you know they often thought I was the basketball. Uh, but it was really interesting. That's a big basketball. <laughs> I wish you didn't have any hair and I could like if it was well that you were at the minute I'd make a joke about you spalding but um I'm doing all right you're you're actually doing annoyingly good but anyway I um, am only 21 there he goes uh, oh why was I saying that oh my god I've been looked at I'm grey though I'm grey yeah you're going yeah you're going my skin looks amazing uh, <laughs> I look like I've had some um uh, what's the word meet uh, Wallace the most humble man you've ever met yes. in your life the humble bumblebee. Oh, that came from anyway. Uh, big old bee. 
<laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See how sorry, sorry. Uh, you were saying something, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> why does this always happen? We've, I don't know if I've done one until this hasn't happened. Well, we just went off on something really yeah, random. Yeah. My favourite is still hands down the lawnmower one. Like, oh, if, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> I won't tell the story. Was it Glenn? Yes. It yes, was it was yeah, Glenn. Yeah. Because it was his question. Yeah, yeah what would you do on the lottery? And then I said I'd buy a lawnmower. And I won't say the story. I have back cut my watch. grass since then with that same lawnmower that I thought I wrote off. Oh, yeah. So I feel only one person out there that's really invested in my lawnmower <laughs> story. Arctic grass is looking well. That's it, that's it. Yeah. Arctic asked 111 with Glenn Penlington, which by the time of this being released, I was speaking to Glenn today, he will have hopefully defended. Uh, his British Timber Sports Championships, nice. which is, you know, I think we said this at the end, like we're Scottish, there's guys competing from Scotland, I just want him to win, he's such a such sound a, guy. Such man. a sound guy. You would never think he was a national champion or something, he just sits in no. a bit of chat, there's no yeah. like, you know, um, but at the end, uh, the question was asked was, uh, um, if you won the lottery, what would you get? It said a lawnmower, and I had a bit of a, probably embarrassing story from a poor mum that she told me about a lawnmower. And Has she listened to you? I, well, it only came out yesterday, so I did, yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't really watch many over summer, uh, right? But uh, oh, do they watch them? Yeah, they sit down. Yeah, they are sad people. Um, they <laughs> the way I better start worrying about my appearance. I know, more right? often. Like, Ed, you do. Let's not get into it again. Anyway, um, I just went and said something. I can't remember what the word was. I said, my mum, I like looked at the camera like this, like I'm doing at the minute, and just saw Ed like try and hide his laughter. And then you were just gone. I was broken. Like, I was a broken it man. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, but no, podcasting's class. You just, you meet, like, I, I think the one I use often is Regis Umajuraneza, who is the Food and Farming Policy League for Rwanda. Like, <laughs> like, how how yeah, how did you get there? It's that? insane. It's really and, cool. Yeah, like I look at the people who already had on, and I would like to think we set a pretty high bar with the all in. I think we're doing quite well. Yeah, and what we've got most of them have been like top of their like game in their yeah, fields. Yeah, yeah. Like traveling, obviously, you can't be a top of the game in it, but they've I mean, done if, a lot. If you could, you're doing quite well. Yeah, yeah. and um, we've got like a BBC researcher coming up. We've got um, well. I don't know if I like to say names, but your pal plays for Scotland, yeah. plays rugby at high levels. Um, yeah. Policeman. I think the thing, I think the thing when you and I are very sporty in the basis that you do it and I don't, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, know people that do it. But we've got an interest in it, uh, different sides. And yeah, it sort it. of became sporty. But the more the more I sit down and sort of, but it's normally when I'm out walking try and think of people to do like there's some fantastic people out there that yeah that having a footballer on so cool having a volleyball player on so cool you know that's sort of that's really interesting and and as as with our interest it, it shows but like i saw someone who's she's 29 and i can't for the life of me remember her surname and it's annoying me because i can't find her and i really want to yeah yeah, yeah. i think i messaged you about her i saw her on linkedin she was in forbes 30 under 34 oh yeah yeah social impact i think it was and basically what she done is she sort of pioneered this ability to get food into schools for those that can't afford it now you and i have came from worlds where that's never been a Not struggle thing, no. but that's immense like 
you know, yeah. I, and I, speaking to people like that, I just can't wait to do. And then like a completely random one, we're having a guy who's involved in, in recruitment and sales for a, an exotic car company. Like that, these really random people that for yeah. the most part, everyone so far, bar Glenn, has been someone you and I have on Facebook. Yeah. You know, like that's that's really cool how, how yeah. many don't folk are there. But here we are sitting at an hour and a half. It's kind of just happened. Yeah. Um, there's two questions we ask everyone. I've probably already oh. asked you. So, Ed, where do you see yourself in five years the same age as me? Oh, God. Yeah. That's a long, that's a big old age. God, I'll be so wise by then. You think I'm wise? Um, no, I'm hoping I am. I didn't say you were. <laughs> and if you know any tips for folk, and I'm actually not going to do farming, I'm not going to do oh, rugby, I'm not going to do young farmers, I'm going to do podcasting. Oh, Coming I knew into podcasting, you were going to say that. What would it be? God. Right, let's do, like, five, let's, do the, let's do the five. <laughs> let's do the five year one first. Um, I will still be here pretty much. Yeah. And just, we have in our family, we sit down at least once a week um, and we just talk about where we're going, whether that's over the next week, over the next month. Sometimes it's about six months, sometimes it's about a five year, sometimes it's about 10 year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're all fairly clear on where we want to be in five years' time. Um, things can change, uh, but I'd like to think we'll be milking around about 200 cows, no more. But the main thing for me, the main focus is that it's um, the block is tight, the cow's fertility is up there with the best, and pure flight phase is likely where I see it. Um oh there was another thing I was gonna say there. Uh and I think just everything just maximizing full potential. Don't think we'll increase the land at all. That was it. Hopefully we will be selling a good amount of flight fee excess heifers. Okay. That is yeah. that's a fairly main goal yeah. of my um ours. Over the next few years, obviously, right now, we're just trying to put as many back into ourselves at the moment. Just been milking for, oh my God, four years in September. <laughs> four years in September we've been milking for. Um, so, yeah, I think a five-year five plan is to be able to be selling like consistently every year, whether it's in-calf or fresh-capped heifers okay. as well. Yeah. Put a positive sort of outlook to it. It's not common, I would say, a farm-run business to sit around the table and have a chat once a week. It's good. Um, yeah, I think I, we're just... Tom's thinking about it all the time. Yeah. It's mad. Like He's always thinking about what can we improve for next winter. And like I think we're just progressing at such a rapid rate. It's actually quite scary at times. Yeah. Like We're building a shed down at the bush as well as this this year um, that's going to improve calving the cows no end yeah uh, the beef ones so okay. yeah um i'm really excited to see where we can go in the next five years in it and tips for coming into podcasting tips for coming into podcasting get yourself a become friends <laughs> oh my god we with, the same thing. I was joking. yeah no i was going to become <laughs> friends with someone who already has a very well established podcast there you go <laughs> bang uh well i mean my route into podcasting is probably different to almost everybody else's 
Um, mm. Apparently, it's really easy to become like just start a podcast if you want to. Um, but considering it was through young farmer speech making, I bet there's not many people that That's did it through a host being inspired by young farmer speech making. But I think, yeah, like everyone's passionate about something. Like Wallace reckons I'm more passionate about cows and rugby. Um, more than most people will be passionate about things. things yeah. But I think if you don't know your passion, you've got to find your passion because it, it's got to be out there. And I think, oh, I agree. If you want to start talking about it, you'll just fall in love with it even more if it's your true passion. I say to students and I say to a lot of people that are like, oh, like, what, what stops you from starting a podcast? And I was like, if you have literally nothing you can film on Zoom, that's the only answer I have. And they're like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, do you not need all the kit and stuff like that? At the minute, we all have a phone. Yeah, very few of us. We are do. using literally just a phone. Just a phone at the minute. Okay, mics, thirty quid. But that's not how I normally film. Yeah. How I normally film is just my iPad that sits on top of a Hoover box on Zoom. Yeah, and top half percent of the world in every single podcast. You know, so like that, and that's not. I wasn't saying that as a flex. It is now a flex, like yourself currently. But it's a. YouTube gets it. It's, <laughs> it's um, it's a, it's an indictment, I guess, of you. The quality begins with the content, not the quality of the content. Yeah, I think. I I also listen to a lot of podcasts. I think that's probably when he asked me first. I was like, yeah, I mean, how hard could it be? Like, it's just sitting having a chat with someone. And I love finding out about new people. Yeah. Uh, but you just, when you hear it and that, it just, uh, like, people that are really passionate about something, you can kind of hear it in their voice and hear it when they're speaking about it. Like, the, the, be- the best ones, you can tell when they're asking the questions, they're genuinely interested in what the person's saying and what they're asking. Um, so if you can have a genuine genuine interest and a genuine investment into what uh, you're talking about, I think that's a good place oh, to start. Fair. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, no, I agree. Completely agree. It's a, it's fun. Stick it's it out idea. as well because it's not going to blow up in two episodes. Well, I think that's the that, that exact proof of that. <laughs> you've you've got like, access you know I mean? to my analytics now. Yeah. Like, what was it? The the lowest fortnightly views was six, so point yeah. seven views a day. No point. No god, point four views a day. Sorry. Yeah. And now I think my best days, three point eight k or something like that. No, that was a freak. Yeah. It's sort of the, the thing goes like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's, 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 al- it's almost sixty thousand a month. Probably near fifty. So it's about fifty-seven. Fifty-nine. It? Yeah. Love it. To be honest, I loved that stuff at the start, but with all the editing and stuff I'm doing now, I probably just don't have the time to look at it. Fair. Um, but you've you've proper jumped in. Like I've given you access to the things that I'm comfortable giving you access yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> now I want access to them other things. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, stories I hear. And I've basically whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I basically left Ed in charge of the R2K Twitter. So if you follow on Twitter, it's him that's doing it all. And he'd been on like four days, right? 
And then, oh, actually, no, four is the wrong word. Four is the number for the next part I'm about to say. Two and tweets. this post had been up, right? Second tweet. And uh, it had four views, I think it was. Four views. The four profile visits. Pro- four profile visits, so nothing. Literally nothing. And he was like, I won't say the words, but he referred to me as it's similar to Runt's earlier. Um, he said, <laughs> he was like, four people have viewed this, and none of them have actually liked it. Bunch of similar to Runt's. And then I was like, you're not going to last long in this game, mate, if that's the style you have. Can I be clear? <laughs> if someone's thinking, oh, that's cute, I was trying to have a giggle. So we get caught up again there with storage is an issue at the minute. I've just bought four terabyte, but sort of actually. I used 10 gigabyte. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that'll change. I'll, I'll leave you in charge of the, the storage side of things eventually. But no, it's been a pleasure having you on. Obviously, have you no on the podcast now, but sort of actually hearing your full story has been great. We've probably been speaking for an hour and three quarters now. If you have enjoyed, yeah. if you like hearing more from Ed and myself, check out the Articast online series. It's all in the same place as the Food and Farming series. Um, we've had footballers, travellers, volleyball players, timber sport, timber sports. Thank you. And you've missed something. Um, and obviously, the Articast itself, Food and Farming. We'll see you for the next episode on Monday, which will be with. Ross McKelvey talking volleyball. Yeah. After that, we'll be looking at Sophie. Very up your street, this one. Sophie, very up my street, this one. Sophie. Sophie Bell. Um, you probably follow her on Instagram. If you don't, you're going to follow her and you're going to read a lot. Dairy farmer in Ireland that is very focused on grass. I love grass as well. We didn't even get onto that. Yeah, we didn't get to 20th of April, but it's been an absolute pleasure. I don't know if you've understood that, but you might one day. We'll see you next for the next episode. Thank you very much for listening. Ed? See you for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs>